Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, thanks for downloading the Manchester Football Social. Quite an interesting show today because normally <laughs> it's Ant McGinley, but Ant McGinley's not here. We should have had Adam Keyworth in, who's a City fan. Adam Keyworth's not here. So instead, to talk about what happened in the title race on the last day, Manchester City going right down to the wire with Liverpool. We've got Joe McGrath. Yeah, I just want to say to any, to any City fans as going, oh, this is going to be a couple of United fans. We do give you a lot of praise, City fans. <laughs> listen throughout the whole show. Isn't it us moaning? We do have a moan about how poor United are. But listen, we do, we do. To give us we do our, our Put it like this, we best. do our best considering we feel Awful. sick. To the stomach. <laughs> you know, it's probably, maybe you're downloading this on a Monday morning, you're probably very hungover. That's how we feel, just with disappointment. I think so. Alex sounds quite pacified considering the absolute trauma he's had to oh, go through yeah. during that show. <laughs> my day, just listen to this show and you'll see just how bad my day continues to get and get and get. I'm going up, I'm going to get drunk now. Manchester Football Social. Manchester City are Premier League champions. They've done it, the first team in a decade to retain the title. They beat Brighton and Hove Albion by four goals to one. And Pep Guardiola's Blues are the champions. Not so much of a glory day for Manchester United, though. They were beaten 2-0 at Old Trafford by relegated Cardiff City. I heard a few rumours that there were some people in the Stretford end launching their season tickets um, over the edge <laughs> of the stand. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But if you were there, get in contact with us. If you're a Manchester City fan and you're not too uh, beer fueled, then get in touch. 0345 treble 7625. You can text us 87711 or you can tweet us at MCR Footy Social. We are awaiting the arrival of uh, some blue representation here in the studio. So it's very much a, a, a red filled. Uh, Excess Manchester studio at the moment. We've got uh, Big Reds here. Alex Boardman's here. Hello, Alex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Joe McGrath, yeah. freshly bronzed Joe McGrath. Freshly bronzed Joe McGrath, who can't believe what happened today. And can't believe I'm sat in a studio where about a mile away, Man City are celebrating the league, back-to-back Premier League titles. And the blue that was supposed to be in this room with us it's probably on the beer. Now, don't want to say it. He's probably looked over and thought, do you know what? Leave them to it. I'm going to celebrate. So here we are, sat in a room, talking about well done to Man City. And then we've also got reflected on us getting battered at Old Trafford by a team who won't be in the Premier League next year. Mm. So, get, great hour. Strap yourselves in, everyone. Oh, I'm, I'm fuming. You can I'm sell, fuming. You can, I'm fuming. You can cut I the atmosphere of a knife. fuming. Uh, it's unbelievable, isn't it, what's happened to Manchester United this season. But we'll obviously talk about that a little bit later on. But... Even though you guys are Reds, you've got to give credit to Manchester City. Because to be perfectly honest... <laughs> well, this is the hardest you bit. Have to. So, you I mean, have to, I don't guys. want to ruin Come the on. illusion of how a radio show works where you write out what's going to happen and you know, a section one, you can't look past the fact that Manchester City have done something incredible. They've won the Premier League again. Uh, and like uh, Nar said, like back-to-back for the first time in a decade. So here's what we do. Me and Adam, as United fans, go sit back in a chair for the next 15 minutes and we let the City fan do the talking. That was Unfortunately, the plan. Unfortunately, there's no City fan here... <laughs> 
<laughs> he's drunk, so yet we've got to now do the talking. And yeah, fair enough. I mean, for anyone who might not have seen the game today, there was a spell of eighty-three seconds where Brighton uh, took the lead. Obviously, didn't last. What long. were you? Fi- did you watch that? Did yeah, you see I did that? it. And I was and like, you, oh my god! Because <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool were already one up, weren't they? The thing with Liverpool is the, the pressure was on at the doors because Mane gets the uh, goal in for ten minutes. In am I, am I right? Yeah. So Liverpool, you know, they they they've done their job. It was up to Manchester City. The ball goes, uh, uh, ball goes in the back of City's net. I'm thinking, oh god. So go back a minute. <laughs> what were you thinking when Liverpool won nil at Mane? Liverpool were Liverpool going to score. Liverpool yeah. going to score. You got to tear you off to Liverpool when the pressure isn't kind of on them. They know what they're going to do. They know they're going to get the goals because everyone's been talking about City always got to win. But yet you've got to think to keep the pressure on. Liverpool have to do the same, and they've never let that down. They constantly put that pressure on Manchester City, and even from today moments into the game, they kept that pressure up with Mane scoring the first goal for Liverpool. So that comfortable uh, Anfield crowd sort of settled and realised that they've done their job for anything dramatic to happen Liverpool have, have kept their side of the bargain they are going to be retaining three points so then when I know Liverpool are already winning 1-0 when Brighton go on a score well, I mean yeah so yeah. what were you thinking <laughs> what at that point because I was expecting Liverpool to win so when Liverpool went one up I was like that's not so bad City don't worry they'll City will win this easily done and then Brighton scored <coughs> yeah, and, and you were no. like what are Please. you doing Brighton Brighton are a big side aren't they they're a set piece team really yeah, yeah, Glenn, yeah. Glenn Murray just glanced a header in to make it 1-0 to Brighton it was actually and a bit of an error by the keeper who's uh, been like largely faultless well, all season Edison you can't say everyone says he has nerves of steel but he, he did look nervous yeah, he and I was there at City Square for the screening for a bit and I, I watched the first half and there was nerves. There was clear mm. nerves around that place. No one, no one could stand still. And those um, are the kind of things as well where, like, you know, you, everyone was saying there'll be a final twist. And when Edison had sort of made an error, he was at least 50% at fault. And it was like, oh, this is the twist. He's played great all season mm-hmm. and he's, he's going to cost them the league. They're going to go one down to Brighton and Liverpool are going to win it. First time in 29 years, it's going to be a disaster. Then... Luckily, oh, everything changes. Aguero Manchester City, sort of went up and scored, didn't he? With almost from kickoff, wasn't it? Sorted things out. Uh, yeah, I just want to let people know if they give us a call because I've texted every City fan in my phone book saying you fans are giving us a couple of minutes. Come on, air. <laughs> not one has replied. Not one has replied. <laughs> uh, so oh three four five treble one seven six two five. Please come on. I mean, there's only so much me and Alex can celebrate City winning the league. Uh, but yeah, Aguero scores the equaliser. You think, oh, thank God for that. And well, you know what it even was then, well? you're like, hang yeah. on, it could be a draw still Liverpool were in the ascendancy even then but it was something to do with how quick City turned that around and that is not just to do with the fact that they won it was the mentality of Manchester City you know you need to win Brighton score you don't expect it so you're kind of thinking to yourself if you're on that pitch you know is this the day we lose the Premier League but that wasn't in their minds their mentality was strong they knew they need to get the equaliser and get it quick I mean how quick can you get it 83 seconds yeah. it ties yeah, it back yeah, up yeah. I and totally then, agree though yeah. with what you're saying because when that equaliser went in and Aguero scored, I think the fact it was so close to the Brighton goal did them a massive favour. Yeah, it did. But they they, they lifted themselves. Even yeah, though the scoreline, it was 1-1, and obviously 0-0, you're still, you're still drawing the game. It's the same outcome. But the, but the, the mentality fact that seemed scored, different, didn't it? The fact that they scored really gave them a bit of a lift and a bit of a boost, and it made them feel that they can go on and score more, which they did eventually. Good header from Laporte to make it 2-1. Mm, poor defending again. Yeah, poor defending. Poor defending. But it was never in doubt that, that both teams were going to win today, in my opinion. I, I, I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't even see so. Wolves at Anfield as a slip-up for, for Liverpool. No. It there just was, felt like I thought City it was always going to be this. Four nil, to be honest, it was a bit of a shock. There was that, but and well done to him. The thing is, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the hardest show I've ever to do this. And almost six minutes in, you can't win the league unless you're the best side. Always the best side deserves it. And there's been is that, is that every single every, every single I can't Premier think league. of a time when the best side's not won the league ever. Really, no. well, maybe this is, this is what Mourinho was saying on TV a couple of weeks ago. He said when he won the league with Chelsea, when he went back there. He said they weren't the best team in the Premier League, so they had to kind of adapt their style of play and play yeah, in a different yeah. way to, to win the title. But I think you're right, Alex. You are where you are because that's where you deserve to be at the well, end of the season. Yeah. That's, that's how football is. That's how it works. Well, it's on wins, isn't it? And Liverpool, had it been years and years and years ago when I first started watching football, I think, I don't really remember, but it was two points for a win 
one point for a draw mm. and it was really dull a lot of the football was dull because there was not that incentive to go away from home so you could win the league by drawing all your away games and winning all your home games you'd kind of win the league so they changed that and Liverpool have lost only one game this season I think City have lost three or four but they've won more and Liverpool have drawn more so they, they deserve it and let's face it from mine and Joe's point of view imagine how sickened we would be if we were here going congratulations Liverpool so in a way, <laughs> yeah, that would be worse wouldn't it, it could be worse if we were sat with a, with a City food plot but then fans. it feels like that nightmare is just being postponed for a week and a half till, <laughs> till the European Cup final. Well, hopefully try and get some blues on. Uh, get on the phone to us, as, as Joe was saying. I heard the, the begging in sound in his voice when he was, please give us a call, please. 0345 7625. If you are uh, of sound mind at the moment and you can give us a call, please do so. 87711 to text at MCR Footy Social uh, on Twitter. Um, but the top two in the Premier League this season are Liverpool and Manchester City and as United fans obviously that that really pains you guys um, but the rest of the, the top six as we always call them mm. are so far behind Miles. those two can you see the likes of United Chelsea Arsenal Spurs getting close to City and Liverpool next season possibly. do you think it will be a closer run thing next time around possibly let's not forget Tottenham sort of have had injury problems they were they were the third team for most of the season they were still a good way back <laughs> But they had injury problems and seemed to prioritise the Champions League and that's really worked out very well for them. Um, so maybe Champions League final, if they win it, there'll be money, there'll be champions, so they're guaranteed um, like a, a seeding. Would they not be in the top seed? That's how it works, isn't it? So you're in the pot one. So that makes you more attractive. They, you always feel with Tottenham, they're only like a couple of absolute stars away from just being a brilliant, brilliant side, because they're already an excellent side, aren't they? Ericsson's fantastic, Son's fantastic. Kane, if he <clears throat> plays again, he's, he's great. Sissoko's playing fantastically well. So yeah. maybe, but maybe are, they are could they get good a enough keeper? Well, are they good enough I, I, to, to challenge Liverpool and City? I don't yeah, know. So, so the thing with the thing with last year is when we finished last year, the the, the point about Manchester City being a hundred points, uh, that's what they got last year. The Centurions, blah blah blah. It was all about how clubs can go up against them, and the clubs have to improve. It wasn't about City going downhill. It was about other clubs stepping up and Liverpool stepped up they bought certain players in to help them step up to the mark against City with Alisson and Van Dijk and strengthening the midfield Liverpool stepped up to the mark other yeah, teams yeah. didn't Tottenham didn't even invest in the summer no. uh, and you look at United we bought uh, um, just Fred Pauly. Fred uh, we bought Delo and then uh, I don't keep from Stoke I don't even say his name I don't even Lee like Grant. it don't like, <laughs> shut up uh, we, and then there are three keepers so, so you look at that so you look at United did we step up no Liverpool did they step up Yes. Spurs, did they step up? No, they didn't step up. Arsenal didn't step up. Chelsea didn't step up. So if everyone can take a, a look at what Liverpool did during last year's summer transfer window, realise that you can be up there with the best if you do the right bit of marketing, the right bit of uh, uh, it's got to be shrewd business. Come in. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, got to be if, a if, big, big year for Premier League but clubs. But Tottenham will surely spend this year because they had the big... They've just paid for that fantastic stadium, so the extra income from that, you'd think, coming in and the... Champions League final, I'm the sure. Champions, Champions League, League final. final extra income, if they win that, and they, if they win that, they become irresistible. Some of these Ajax players that people yeah. are saying, oh, wait, where, where's this one going to go? Where's that one going to go? Tottenham becomes a very, very hmm. decent prospect. Because yeah. you know you're going to be a starter as well. Because well, he's shrewd Pochettino. He won't go, oh, where have we, what we need, we've got Mora, we've got Son, we've got Kane... We've got Lorente. I don't think Lorente is quite. Well, good, talk anyway. about being shrewd. That's what Sir Alex did so well. We would pick up Ole Gunnar Solskjaer from a Norwegian side yep. for a couple of million quid, um, and look at Liverpool in that sense. They've obviously spent big on Virgil Van Dijk, but I mean Andy Robertson from Hull, who were relegated. I mean, how good has he been for them Wonderful, last couple yeah, of seasons? Yeah. And then of and course Arnold Trent well, Alexander-Arnold from the academy. Age so twenty. You've got. This United player, uh, well, possibly a United player in the future, in in James from Swansea, possibly, possibly yeah. for fifteen million pounds. We don't want to say it's happened because you know, as as football goes, you never know when t until it's signed, sealed, delivered, of course. But then you get some Man United fans who are going, "Oh, why are we signing players from Swansea City? How are we gonna how are we gonna challenge Liverpool and Manchester City if we're signing players from Swansea for fifteen million pounds?" These are the same United fans that are saying, "Oh, we need to stop signing players like Di Maria and yeah, exactly. Pogba and Lukaku." So, what's your thoughts on that? Because 
shrewd business sometimes can be the best sort of business. Hopefully, if there's a plan and he's he's gone, this is the way we're going to play. And this these these are the areas the team is weak, which basically is every area. We used to mm-hmm. not be weak in one area, the goalie, and even the goalie seems to have taken a bit of a down, <laughs> downward turn in the last ten weeks. So, mate, I don't. I, realistically, I don't see us challenging for the league next season. We might be a cup team at best. I think there's going to be a mass exodus. Also, City are going to get stronger, and Liverpool are going to get stronger. Yeah. And they're miles in front now. They're going to get better. They're uh, not going to get worse. That was the thing I was going to bring up. So, there's already before Man City have the the hands on the Premier League title. There's already rumours about who else they're going to sign next year. The City are constantly strengthening. They're never going to be happy with the squad they've got. No. So if you need to compete with them, you need to really up your game if you're yeah. going to go anywhere near them. Because they've already talked about how they're going to you know, replace certain players in different positions, and bringing in different Fernandinho, more of an attacking option. Well, that's the thing. You know who City are going to sign. You know the sort of player they're going to go for because you know how they play. Mm. You know what Pep looks for. Mm. They know the positions they need to strengthen. Like you were saying, the- United have got so many areas where they need to strengthen. And there's no tangible sort of style of play or or maybe no, no. someone who fits a certain bracket who you think we need to go after this player because it's just you need better defenders it's as simple well, as that and midfielders and forwards <laughs> that can score so you need every you need everyone whereas city i mean i think to go back to city who've it is a massive it's a very impressive fix it was something we could always hold over them the fact that they never managed to retain the championship mm. now they've done that and i think that if, if I was a City fan, and I'm glad I'm not, but if I was, at the beginning of the season, if you'd have said, would you rather retain the Premiership or would you rather get in the Champions League final or win the Champions League? I'd have said, I want back-to-back championships because that is the measure of a great side. So without doubt now, you have to talk about the City side as a great side. The frightening thing from a United point of view, one, we're miles behind, but two, where are they weak? I suppose you look to next season, Aguero's probably a year old. Well, he is definitely a year older or a season older anyway. So he won't play as many games, maybe. Although he still looks in fantastic shape. Well, he and does have a break at, at, at midway through the season where he picks up a, an injury. Yeah, he, does. he kind of has a month but off then his Jesus, And he still scores 20-odd 20, 20 goals a season. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's what's really impressive. Is Jesus absolute top drawer? I know he's got some decent stats, but a lot of those games were against lower sort of tier opposition. So I think, worryingly, they could go for another centre-forward. And th- this is the other thing. They do seem to find some... Like little gems that are not, you know, we we United have been linked to Edison Cavani this week. I've seen, and he's one of those players where you go, he has one great season in about six, and or he'll score a brilliant goal in the Champions League, and you're like, oh, he's a great player. But I don't think he was a great player five years ago when he was probably at his peak. Whereas City will go, oh, we've just been to Portugal and got some kid from the second division or a, some Brazilian that you don't not really heard of. Which is just, what I was on about with Sir yeah. Alex was signing people like Solskjaer for yeah, so yeah. cheap. Yeah, and, like, United seem to keep going all guns are blazing for these marquee signings they did. people like Well, they, they also, to they, be fair, they broke the transfer record when they got Rooney for a teenager. The same when they got Ferdinand for a defender. The, the, Van Persie for £24 million when he was barely on a contract. Ferguson was saying Wenger absolutely played him on that one. He wanted to pay 10 um, And that was it's only like six years ago. It's such a different, um, like, the league was so different. You, yeah. you were getting players for £24 million then. You'd expect two or three players. Whereas now you're like, you'd probably buy some teenager from Stoke or something, wouldn't you? 15-year-old, <laughs> 24 million. And what were you so, uh, just moaning about um, United being rubbish and not buying right? Well, you have to add praise to, to, to City and to their squad and to their identity and to what they, what they want and what they have done in the last couple of years is they've had a goal and they've set out to achieve it. Uh, a lot of businesses, and if you, you're talking about United as a business, a lot of businesses have goals and have certain targets they want to achieve and they hit it. Whereas I believe, and I think Klopp would have the same in Liverpool, but I don't believe many other clubs across the Premier League would have these same sort of ambitions or goals. I don't think Jose Mourinho started this season going, I'm going to win the Premier League. Game. No. Because if he did, he would have signed differently in the summer. So I think what, what they have right here in the, in the big clubs in Liverpool and City is they have goals and ambitions and they know how they're going to do it. And they know what plays they need to do it. So if anyone wants to make an impact in a team next year, if it's Sarri, uh, if it's Umrai for Arsenal, if, it, if it's you know Pochettino for, for Tottenham, if he's still there, if it's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for United, there needs to be a clear outline of what you want to achieve come the end of next season and the players you need to do it and not just the players but the mentality because that's what Pep Guardiola has done. He's gone in, he knows 
he wants to win the Premier League title yeah. and he knows what kind of characters are going to get, get that for him and he's always uh, one step ahead of the game so if, even if he's not got the hands of the Premier League trophy today he would have known how he's going to get his hands on the Premier League yeah. trophy next year and there's always that one step ahead mentality which no other Premier League team has got at the minute apart from you might say Liverpool um, yeah a little bit it'd be success if they win the Premier also, League also he, he is League. very Great ruthless spur. He's very, very ruthless. Yeah. He's got the backing, like, the absolute... If he went out and said, right, I'm fed up of the pies we serve on match Who's day. Pep? Yeah, yeah, I want well, us Pep, to... Pep has I want control us to, every detail Everything of that it feels like. And he could go, I want us to start doing whatever, pizzas or something. You imagine it would just be done. <laughs> yeah. Straight yeah, away. Whereas Loomy fries. Do you know what I mean? Well, anything. <laughs> it feels thing. like anything. <laughs> Any player that he has. For instance, if, if they would have signed Sanchez as was mooted in January and Sanchez would have been as bad for them as he has been for us, they would have got rid by he now. would not yeah, still yeah, yeah. be there 18 months later, causing, like, p- potentially this huge rift has all been caused by the signing of Sanchez. Mm. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't on any list, you know, to get another really small, not as fast as he used to be, left player who's right-footed, he plays on the left-hand side. When we already had Rashford doing that, we already had Martial doing that, it's not like it was the one bit of the team we needed. So who decided to sign him and why did we sign him? Well, let's let's talk about Pep just quickly because obviously we uh, we do need to to uh, rattle through this section. <laughs> the whole well, no, I'm section just got, a lovely man, uh, Steve McInerney, has just sent me a message. As he, and he said he will come on the phone. So uh, we could probably get. I don't know. This way we probably get him up afterwards. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll speak to a blue. Let them have the moment. It'll, <laughs> we'll be, it'll be dead. Happy. It'd be bad not to if we didn't do that. Anyway, I wanted to talk about Pep because I. I wanted to, to to ask you guys about what you think about this whole Pep Fraudiola thing. There was a lot of people when Pep came in England saying, oh, he's done it with Bayern Munich, he's done it with Barca, he's not going to be able to do it in England with Manchester City. And the first season that City had in the Premier League under Pep, he learnt the hard way about what you need to do to be successful in the Premier League. Of course, he went out and got some new fullbacks, changed the goalkeeper, told a club legend in Joe Hart that he wasn't going to be needed mm-hmm. there, was ruthless. Um, I think this whole Fraudiola thing's harsh. I think he's done an, a, an incredible job. He's an incredible manager, and he deserves he deserves the praise for that. Because well, you just managed- give it them, Niall. Well done. Well done. Uh, <laughs> this has been the Manchester Football Club. <laughs> so sure. Come on, you've seen one of the greatest managers of all time manage your football club for twenty six years. He's a great manager. Yeah, he's great. And you know what? You can say what you want about teams around the world, and there is a slight jealousy in what we do. You know, it's about going about how uh, attractive someone's boyfriend or girlfriend is. Yeah, they're great at this, they're great at that, and we're here. We might not have the most attractive boyfriend or girlfriend. You're like, oh god, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> What's he going on? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what? Do you know what else to make my day worse? I've just realised. I parked the car about an hour and a half ago. I didn't even put a parking ticket on. Oh, I wonder why you looked at me like that. I just realised I think it's a good time to take a break here on the Manchester <laughs> Football Social. Get in touch. 0345 treble one seven six two five eight double seven double one to text at MCR Footy Social on Twitter. Um, if you're going to make Alex's day any worse, <laughs> make sure it's done now so we can deal with it all in one go. I think he celebrated uh, the parking ticket uh, less than a Cardiff City three points at Old Trafford. Anyway, see you after this. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. Manchester City are champions of English football. They have retained the Premier League for the first time. The first team to do that in 10 years. Congratulations to Pep Guardiola and the Manchester City players. I'm sure the Man City fans are absolutely buzzing. Uh, We do have two Manchester United supporters (laughs) in the studio that aren't particularly buzzing. uh, Joe McGrath and Alex Boardman. But you've got to give them credit. I know it's hard for these guys to give them credit, but um, rather City than Liverpool, surely, Alex. Yeah, yeah, they deserve it. You don't win the week and don't deserve it. Anyway, eight double seven double one to text in at MCR Footy Social is the Twitter handle. If you want to give us a call, oh three four five treble one seven six two five. And uh, we're going to speak to a Manchester City fan very shortly. We're going to have uh, Stephen McInerney on the phone, who's obviously very well known to the Manchester Football Social. Um, and uh, I wanted to. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll ask Alex first before I ask Stephen, but. Manchester City fans, they will now feel like their side is one of the great Premier League teams, won't they? And I know you said it just yeah, before yeah. the break, but they will they will feel like that their side deserves to go down in history as, as one of the greatest. Yeah, they will. I agree. 
Come on. <laughs> no, Come on. no. No, they will. And I think the mar- the real mark of that is being able to repeat, to being able to keep, to do it one year is fine. And it can be, and it's when your players start to maybe just drop off a couple of percent because they're like, oh, we won it last year. And they take a couple of games easy. They should have won. Um, and mentally, there was a slight blip, I seem to remember, around about Christmas, but they recovered for that from that really well. They won the last 14 games on the bounce. So um, you can't you can't take anything away from them. Yes, they do deserve to go down as one of the truly great Premier League sides. They deserve it. They are the champions. And why not ask Stephen McInerney from Steam Company? Of course, we have Stephen on the show pretty much uh, every week on a weekly basis. And he's been saying it's getting closer, it's getting closer, it's getting closer. And uh, Stephen, you've done it. You're champions. We've done it, mate. We've absolutely done it. I'm outside the echo at the moment. The atmosphere is absolutely glorious in the sun. Oh, Niall, it feels so, so good, honestly, mate. I am buzzing and delighted. And this one, more than most, just feels, it just feels special. And it's not just because we've won the league. It's how we've won the league. We're the first team in like 130 years to be every single team in the league at least once. Back to back. We're back to back champions the first time in 10 years. 198 points over two seasons. We are technically, statistically, the greatest Premier League team ever. No one could deny that at very least. One of the greatest sides we've ever witnessed. I'm, I'm delighted. I'm absolutely delighted. I'm definitely a little bit drunk, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Good man. Well, you deserve it. You deserve a drink. It's been it's been a stressful few weeks. I know when your team's winning, you can't say it's been too stressful, but it has. It's been a, a weird, yeah. a peculiar title race. It stretches you out. It's kind of weird when you see the relentless, like a uh, continuous kind of winning of Liverpool. It just, it's, it's, I can't complain too much about watching City win every week. But it has felt stressful. It's a new kind of stressful that I'm not used to as a City fan. But it has been stressful. Uh, figures maybe because of what it would have meant in terms of, like, I guess, I don't know, the press and Liverpool winning it and how we would have been seen as Spain. It's added this edge to it that I didn't know was going to exist a couple of years ago. But it's been there. And we've got over the line. And the weird thing is, once again, we got the line comfortably. It felt horrible. It felt anxious. But there was never any doubt, really, in the end. This is a team that doesn't really say no. This is a team that's just too good for the rest of the league. How do you feel when Brighton scored, Steve? What was the feelings? I, I was at City Square for the first half and you could feel the nerves around the place. What What was it like from oh, your point of view? Mate, just sung, didn't it? Like, the atmosphere totally sung. It was just so important to get a goal so quickly. And honestly, I'm saying this for, for, for hindsight as well, but as soon as that equaliser went in, there was not a single soul that doubted that we were going to win it. It's almost like we needed that to spark us, spark the direction. We've only been trying. They do doom themselves by scoring that goal. I mean, it was the game, but, you know, goals happen. First of all, it's gone for Brian, but the reaction, it just doesn't go how good it's been. But, oh, it's been just euphoric in the second half. The sun's out as well. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's beautiful. It's perfect, mate. It's absolutely perfect. It's, uh, it is an, an amazing achievement. Was that maybe the last time you think you've seen Vincent Company play for Manchester City? Do you think that might be the end of the road for him? Because if it is, I what a way not. to go out. It, I mean, it's perfect for a captain, like... He's just, honestly, the man that kind of epitomises his club more than absolutely anyone. I hope it isn't the last time, but if it is, what a way for him to go. He looks absolutely satisfied to that trophy. Honestly, if I were to go the game myself in with the action, everyone's singing his song and stuff like that. It was so, so, so good. I don't think he should play. I think he should stay. He's obviously very good, so he's obviously this calm, composed leader. Um, and we need him around when the next guy comes in. We need him to keep doing the ways. We need him to be that kind of... Are you going to stay, Stephen? Are you going to stay at the Etihad? Are you going to stay there for when the trophy comes back on the aeroplane and everything? And uh, what about the FA Cup? FA Cup next, next weekend. What are your feelings? I hope we get the pebble. This one was the one for me. I feel yeah, gutsy yeah. if we don't win the FA Cup, but this was the one. This is the one that meant the most, and we've won it. Honestly, I think we will win the FA Cup. That could have taken not winning that long as we won this, and we have won this. This is the one that means the most to City fans. I think we will win the FA Cup, though. How did Watford get on today? I think they were losing last time I heard. 4-1. Four, four, yeah. they, they, they lost 4-1. Four, four, they they yeah, they were down to 10 oh, men you know for a bit. Liverpool didn't win the league. Watford got bad. United lost. Solskjaer's former club. 
What a day. <laughs> this is Manchester season, isn't it? It's great. I love it. Top man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, sig- signal's going a bit. Yeah, signal's these going. These two United yeah, fans, yeah, Joe and Alex, they, they're sick of you now. They don't want to hear any more from you. <laughs> oh, Enjoy yeah. the rest of your evening, Stephen. Well done, Cheers, mate. See you later, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. That's uh, Stephen McInerney of a Steam. Chuff himself, on it. Yeah. He's uh, buzzing, but he would be. I mean, Alex has seen his side do that 13 times, lift yeah, the Premier yeah, League yeah. trophy. I mean, you are buzzing. They are going for a treble. FA Cup next weekend. But as he said, it's kind of all unfolded quite nicely for him with, with Watford losing heavily today. But Maybe uh, Watford didn't show up. Maybe they're like sort of saving it. It's that funny game for them, isn't it? It doesn't really mean anything, but you go into it not wanting to get injured. So hopefully Watford will show up next week because... Uh, I don't know. It can't, can it get any worse? Can any? Can well, it can because unless, if you haven't got a parking ticket, we're about to talk about Manchester United <laughs> against Cardiff. So it will get worse for you because, of course, Manchester United were beaten at Old Trafford, the final game of the season, the final home game of the season, to lose 2 0 to Cardiff yeah. City. Two goals from Nathaniel Mendes Lang, who, by the way, was playing on loan at clubs in League Two only five or six years ago. Well, you're a Pompey fan uh, and uh, you said he played for you two seasons ago and, yeah, he, and he, he wasn't was, great he was, then. He wasn't great. He wasn't great at all. But, I mean, you've got to give these players credit if they can somehow sort of elevate themselves to the Premier League and do a job. But I never thought I'd see him scoring a brace against Manchester no, United no. and that's no disrespect to him. But no. what, what what does this mean for United now? I mean, what a bad way to bookend the season, you know. Yeah, terrible. With a 2-0 defeat. I mean, even the most pessimistic of United fans wouldn't have saw a 2-0 no. loss to Cardiff City today at home. Well, it all just seemed to go wrong against... From from <laughs> Liverpool. From the Liverpool 0-0 at home since then. They've just never quite been the same side they were in the 15 games before it. And it's been quite remarkable to watch... In a, in a way, it's remarkable. In another way, it's just sort of confirmed all our worst fears of the last two or three seasons where you're watching this team and going, how will they do today? How will they play? And you're like, I don't know which United will show up. Will it be the, the United who are good or will it just be the abysmal United who look like they don't care? And for the last, since that Liverpool game at home, it's looked like every game they've looked, they've looked beaten before it started. One bad thing goes against him. For instance, the Dowell penalty today that he gave away looked a bit harsh. It looked like he got a lot of the ball and not really anything of the man. But it's one of those challenges, the angle of it, the referee can understand why he's given it. And then as soon as that first goal goes in, I mean, we did go down the other end. Mason Greenwood hit the post and he by all accounts had a pretty solid debut 17 year old made his full debut for the club so it's, yeah. it's a special moment for him and, yeah. a, and obviously a bright spark for the future but and I mean, he's been amazing in the youth team yeah. he scored some like 34 goals i think he's both footed as well i've yeah. seen him score we, we did a tweet here at the manchester football social where we found some videos of him scoring free kicks with, with his, his left yeah, and exactly. his right foot and smashing them into the top bins. As, so yeah. he's, he's definitely got some potential. Joe well, McGra- potential, though, isn't it? It's potential, <laughs> oh, like 17. Yeah. Potential. Joe McGraw, how angry are you? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, the, there is a certain... So la- this time last year, I'll take you back this time last year. So we're doing done the Manchester Football Social now for a couple of seasons. Sat here, and um, on the final day of the season, there's a couple of things we knew. We knew City already won the league. Uh, we knew it by 19 points. Uh, we knew United were going to go into an FA Cup final against Chelsea next weekend. Uh, and we knew that United had a lot to do in the summer under Jose Mourinho to make United back to being Premier League t- uh, champions as City were 19 points clear of us. That wasn't good enough. The summer came and went, and I've already talked about the summer, yeah. abysmal. What people say we were one of the most important summers in United's history and nothing was done about it. We got beat to Chelsea in the FA Cup and we started a season with a team who just looked tired because the World Cup happened and people blaming Lukaku, you know, he's played for Belgium all summer and so have our, have our key English players. Uh, but we looked like we were a team who needed a couple more months to regroup, but we didn't have that. Mourinho kicks things off and it was just some results really just to well done us just how poor this season could be he gets sacked after a ridiculous result at Anfield against Liverpool where we got beat 3-1 and then Oli takes over now the spell about with Oli in charge and we me and Alex have been sat together throughout this season and we, we knew the up we knew the ride that we were having during Oli's incredible spell and it was an incredible spell it was un- unexpected as well and but... here's the thing as well it, I mean Paul ain't saying anyone could have done it you he know could what? not get the job after that he really could not get the job and that is the that is the bad thing he couldn't not get it even if I wasn't 100% confident in Ollie's attitude everyone's saying he's not done a big test so then he beats Tottenham everyone's saying he's not uh, done another big test so then he beats Arsenal and we go and do that incredible night in Paris which I'm sure a lot of fans will never forget 
I had a little debate with Danny Jackson, who is the City man, uh, who is currently in Brighton having a wonderful time with the City squad, about why they won't give Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the, the title halfway through the season. And it was exactly for this reason. What if, as soon as you crown that man, Manchester United's new manager, things start to go horribly wrong? And before the end of the season, before he's even had a chance to go out and spend a bit of money, get creative with his own mind and, and develop a team he wants to develop, results start going wrong. How wrong? has it gone that a man who got sacked from a team he relegated is now being beaten by that same team yeah. at mm. home as Manchester United's new Manchester United it's manager. It's the best result he's got it out of Cardiff. the best result he's got <laughs> out of Cardiff. <laughs> in, in all fairness, but I mean, you say United season peaked in Paris. That was an amazing It really did. I mean, you know, it peaked in Paris. Uh, we, we, we will love that moment and it will be etched. And when you look at the match. team that played as well, because they, this was... Youngsters like, on the pitch. I'll, yeah, and it was a team that you would... They were not close to that starting 11, were they? A lot of those players, you played Fred, who'd not really played more than a handful of games. McTominay had only played about four or five yeah. games that season, so far. I think Chong came on that game as Chong well, Chong came on mm. and did Gomez come on as well towards well the last done. minute? Well well they were all on by the end Greenwood, of the game. One, somebody Greenwood, came on, Greenwood one of the... Was- one of the youth players came on. They should have given him the job after that game. So let's just... They, they, they didn't. We've spoken about this numerous times. We won't go over it again. But let's just say they didn't give Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the job. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, they did so a couple of games. So if they didn't give him the job and the results have gone the way they have now... At, towards yeah, the end yeah. of the season, what would I will give him the job. You would still give him the job? I wouldn't give him the job. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. But I don't think the what results... Do you think? Do you I, think would, he would I wouldn't have given would him the job. Would you give him the job now if, if the results if he gone... didn't If he didn't already have the job... And it was now the end of the season, like they said initially yeah. when he came no, in... No, I don't think he wait. deserves it at this moment. However, I don't think the results would have gone like this because the players were all still playing for the... For the whether it was the shirt or whether it was the next contract or the mm. whatever the reason was. In a way, it's, it's not the worst possible thing that could have happened, this utter disaster... Because as soon as Solskjaer would have... If we'd have finished top four, I think. If all okay. we needed to do was win two of those maybe last eight games. And the way we were playing, we would probably have done that. Well, I think that's fair to say. Well, football politics is obviously really interesting and there's all this talk about Woodward making the signings at United, Jose not getting the players he wanted when he was there because he wasn't backed. If, let's just say, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer didn't get the job and United did decide to go after Maurizio Pochettino, which was what was being talked about mm-hmm. at the time, would Pochettino go there not knowing whether he was going to be backed by no, the owners. And also the would he go there? Because if he can't go there and improve the squad and put his stamp on the squad, why would you? And I know everyone's saying European it's Manchester champion, United. Could very well They're be. a huge football club in which they are, and I have, have no doubt about that. But, I mean, if, if Pochettino went there, I mean, would you go there? This is why I don't understand with Sarri at Chelsea. If they sack him and they got this transfer yeah, embargo, yeah. who's going to go and take that Chelsea job knowing that they can't build their own squad of players? No, they know we- that Hazard's going to leave... They're going to have no money to make chances because exactly, they're not allowed. Yeah. So who's going to take that job? I feel similar about the United job. I feel that, in a way, Ollie might have been the only feasible choice at that moment Possibly, possibly. However, had this not happened, this utter just collapse, uh, some of these players, we'd, we'd have started the season and this would have happened. We'd have started the season with Ollie because he'd have got us in the top four when that was looking impossible under Mourinho. And... Um, We'd have started with Ollie and they would have done exactly the same thing. They just wouldn't have turned up. They, and Jose, at least half of those players should go now. Jose's quite a negative guy, Joe, isn't he? In terms of, to, yeah. in terms of, especially when he was at United, Jose Mourinho. And he said in the summer, we're not going to compete this season. We're not mm. good enough. And um, the man's won it all, isn't he, Jose? Yep. And he knows what he's on about. But was that... Uh, uh, maybe sort of he was making a rod for his own back or was it a harsh reality check? Is there anything that Jose said in the summer that now United fans can look back at thinking that the season's over and say, A, he was right or B, he had a point or anything like that, do you think? He said a couple of things. He said, one, obviously, this was one of the greatest achievements of his career coming second yeah. that United squad. I think we all now around this table can agree. Actually, you know, he probably wasn't over-exaggerating <laughs> too much about that. Uh, he also mentioned, yeah, when he, when he says that, was he? It's difficult because you could say he was trying to show that United were the underdogs going into this season. So then, if he pulls off the, the ridiculous and wins the Premier League, you know he's hailed more of a hero. 
or as a clever man that he is because, he, you know, he is clever. Maybe it's just not really working for him at the minute as a manager, but even when you hear him talk about football, you've started to see him uh, come back into uh, just being a punditry on different channels. And you yeah, hear him yeah. talk about football, you can listen to him talk about football for ages. So he knows what he's talking about. So at the beginning of this season, when he's got the plays in front of him, he might have just looked at one day and go, this is an impossible task. And he has been very honest with telling everyone that it will be you know, not doable for United to win the, the Premier League, but why say it? So we didn't need that negativity come the start of the of the year because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, even though he might do nothing in the summer, he will start in uh, August and he will say he will give United and give everything his all uh, for this next season. But will he get in the top four? Who knows? Because that is our realistic game for next season. Yeah, yeah. So Oli would would wouldn't say anything like that. He, his positivity around United would be, we're going to give it our role. We're Man United. We should be winning. But Jose should have or could have done what he did could but realised the, the challenge was Maybe too, when too all the, the hope went out of Jose's eyes was when he wanted to sign out the Vireld for 40-odd yeah. million and they went, no, wait another year because uh, you can get him for 24. That's the release clause if you wait another year. And maybe that's the reason, maybe because... They said that they'd only pay forty six million for Perisic, and the when when they inquired for him, they wanted forty nine, and the board said that's not a good value and stuff. So maybe at this point he's just gone. Oh well, there's, I mean, what is the point? Who are the board to tell Jose Mourinho, a man who's won the European Cup with a team in Porto that no one expected him no, to win? He won back to back European competitions. He's won the Champions League with uh, with 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 two or three different clubs into Milan. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's done it there. He's done it with Chelsea. He's, he's been a manager of Real Madrid. Who are the board at Manchester United to tell that man who he can and cannot sign? This is a man who's won everything. What? What? I mean, I know they no, own exactly. the football club, but who are they to sit there and say we don't think that centre back's good enough? Why not? What, what? What? Why is your opinion any more valid, Mister X Y Z, whoever it might be, who's making these decisions, than the man down the pub who says the same thing? No, exactly. What's the worst thing Alex has happened since Fergie left? Since Ferguson left. What's the worst thing? Maybe not a game, maybe not a player signing, <sighs> maybe not a manager being sacked. What's the worst thing that's happened? I d do you know what I think the worst thing was? I think Getting a parking ticket was oh, yeah, on the last day of the season. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> straight away, the, the, what, the Moyes effect straight away cannot be underestimated. How you took champions, players that were ageing, but you'd still got a lot of quality there. You'd got Van Persie, you'd got Giggs, you'd got Vidic, you'd got Ferdinand and Evra. And you just took them and just broke them within three months. He broke them. <laughs> Mentally, they just all just went, oh, there's no point. This is over. Van Hals was still the worst football I've seen, though. Van Hals. The one of the worst moments for me was we went to a youth game and all that Rashford played and um, we watched them and nobody was allowed to beat anyone. So they'd like, they'd just keep passing it. It was like a nil-nil and me and my son were like, this is the worst I've ever seen a youth <laughs> Sounds team Sounds absolutely glorious. This is the Manchester Football Social. Stay with us. One more section to go of the show. Then we're done for the season. You can still get in touch. 0345 7625 on the text. And you can tweet us at MCR Footy Social. We'll be back after this. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. Welcome to the Manchester Football Social, the final section of this day when Manchester City are crowned Premier League champions. Uh, back to back, <laughs> that is uh, four times in eight years. Uh, so well done to the Blues. We were supposed to be joined by a Blue in the studio because we are the Manchester Football Social. Touched upon the red side, the blue side of Manchester. But something tells me he got a bit too drunk, Adam Keyworth, if you're listening. And he's forgot to turn up. So we've got two reds <laughs> in the studio uh, and Niall as well. Now, what do you say? What do you call yourself? You're a Blue, but Pompey. I'm a Blue. Different sort of Blue. Different sort blue. of blue. Uh, Alex is getting himself geared up. He stood up for the final part of the, yeah, uh, part of the show. I'm How is he going up there? I'm going to run to the car after him. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's moved his microphone as far as close to the door as possible. This is one of the worst days I can remember. For uh, so many reasons. Now, I know this is the final day uh, of the Manchester Football Social where you'll be able to listen to it, uh, but we will obviously bring you all the latest on our Twitter account, MCR Footy Social, our Facebook page as well, uh, because Manchester City 
doing FA Cup action next weekend. They could do the domestic treble. Are we giving in that? Yeah, domestic it's treble. It's never, domestic. Been, done yeah. never, never been, been done before. Never been done before. Oh, God. We've never been done since. Uh, we're going to speak to a man who is in Brighton. He's called Sammy Lee. Uh, the gentleman is on the phone for us now, giving us his time. Hello, Sam. Hello, all right. Hey, good, mate. Uh, Sam, you had a wonderful job today of covering City, uh, winning the Premier League. Tell us about the day. Tell us about uh, the atmosphere that it, that's, that's going on right now. Well, I was nervous for about 83 seconds. Um, <laughs> honestly, like when, obviously, when Murray scored, I thought, oh, God, here, here we go. Um, we, I mean, we, know, we, know, we knew the dangers lurking, and, you know, Anfield, Liverpool going to win. Um, and it was just about City doing their job, and they, you know, so it was nervous before the game. You know, Four-hour drive down in the morning, thinking about it all week, thinking about it all morning, um, and then, yeah, Liverpool score first, obviously. You think, right, like, there's a bit more pressure, and then Brighton score first, which was not obvious. But then after the 83 seconds, and Aguero scored, he went, oh, okay, fine. It looks a bit better now. And then in the end, things took care of themselves. So at the start of the second half, you think. You know, maybe it could be close, but, you know, City can't just run away with it. Then they play their normal game and did what they normally do, which is win quite comfortably. Indeed. Uh, uh, when you look at the result, you think, uh, what pressure? But like you said, uh, into 83 seconds. Was nervous for, for everyone uh, across the UK. What happened come the final whistle, Sam? So what has been going on uh, since, you know, City were crown champions the, to the trophy oh. lift? And, and Pep Guardiola, have you, have you had a chance to have a look what he's like? Big smile on his face? Uh, well, we just had the press conference with him. He wasn't like really laid back and happy, and he was. He, I thought he'd be less tense. I thought he would have a big sigh of relief at the end of the season. He'd be fine. I mean, he was still good. You know, he spoke well and he was happy enough and talked about his achievements and that. Um, so he's happy enough. But yeah, he wasn't like beaming and covered in champagne or whatever. But you know, we're two hours after full time now, and you know, I'm sort of about ten yards away from Leroy Sane. He's on the phone to to someone. The players are coming out eventually. They're flying back to Manchester tonight. So you'll have seen on Sky, I bet. But, you know, all the stuff on the pitch, um, all the celebrations. You know, stood again, like Sane, well, he's just more past me, but he was 10 yards away, another five yards past that's the city dressing room, so you could hear all the songs. So you could hear him singing Wonderwall earlier on. You could hear him singing LA, 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 the city version of that, the Ronaldo Silver song. So, as you can imagine, the players have been enjoying themselves. And, like, as you can imagine, obviously, because it's been so tense for weeks, you know, it's been bad enough for the supporters. I'm not a fan, it's been tense for me, ten times more tense for the fans, hundred times more tense for the players. You know, they, they knew if there was one slip-up, or, you know, they hit the post, and it, rather than scoring, that could have been it. You know, they could have won 13 games and drawn one, and that would have been not been enough to win the league. So, you can just imagine how happy they are all now. Um, obviously, it's the FA Cup coming up, but I think they'll have a drink tonight and then, you know, get, get prepared for Watford soon. But yeah, in the last two hours, they've just been as happy as you can imagine, really. You need yeah. achievement for them. Amazing, Sam. Uh, so, uh, what we, I've just seen Natalie Pike, who obviously does uh, Blooming Rising with you, just shared a little uh, uh, thing on Twitter, which is from Manchester City's actual account. Uh, celebrate with the players. Uh, today, uh, Sunday the 12th, uh, you can go outside the Colin Bell stand. Doors open at yeah. half eight. Players be on stage approximately 10 o'clock, which is quite late. So, I'm guessing there's no worry, uh, no hurry there from the City players uh, to, to get on the plane anytime soon, or what's the mood like that? They're leaving, leaving right now. now, to be fair. Tell them, um, uh, hello. They're all rushing past me now. <laughs> David Silver and Noel Gallagher hugging right next to me. Bernardo Silver as well. Um, they're all, yeah, they're all getting on the plane. They're all flying back. I, I mean, I don't think they'll be around for about 10 half 10. But, yeah, they're certainly... They are getting back to Manchester as quick as possible because they know there's going to be an awful lot of fans yeah. in Manchester waiting to celebrate as well, you know. So the people who were lucky enough to have a ticket today, they've managed to celebrate with them, and now yeah, they'll go back. And I, I, I don't think you need a ticket if you're in. Manchester, no, he said he said this is up. a non-ticket event, but it is first come, first served. So okay, there's yeah. a limited amount of people that can go. Uh, Sam, yeah. right, you get yourself home safe, sound. I'm sure you got a uh, another trip to Wembley to look forward well, to. I tried, well, I tried to get on the I tried to get on the flight to be honest with you, but they weren't having it. Sam, we'll see you soon. Thank you very much, mate, for giving us your That's time. Nice one, Sam. See you, bye bye. That was Sam talking about the players there. So if you are listening now and a City fan, you want to get yourself down to the Etihad, uh, half eight, the doors will open for your chance to celebrate with the players. It's first come, first served. Players at 10 o'clock. I mean, that's a quick turnaround. That, so yeah. is that just an informal, has that just been decided Been informal today? now. Natalie Pike from our wonderful Blooming Rising show has just tweeted that. Everyone is welcome tonight. You don't need a ticket. However, it's first come, first served. That'll actually be, be good. I like it better when it's a bit impromptu yeah, yeah. rather than like oh it's planned wow. and then this is happening and that's happening gone and... are the days where we could have done something like that right we've got two and a half minutes 
of the Manchester Football Social to talk about, well, what is to talk about? We've still got football to, to come in, aren't we? City is still yeah. in action mm. next weekend. Watford get a battering today, but Niall, this, it's gonna, this, the domestic treble's going to happen. You reckon? <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm asking you. Because I don't <laughs> no, want to say you, it. You, you can't see them losing, can you? But I mean, this is a cup final. This is it, it's something which every supporter looks forward to no matter who you support obviously if you're not a rival of the of the teams but everyone sits down and watches the FA Cup final don't they yeah. everyone watches it so it's not kind this of year. like yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like the the final piece of the jigsaw for Pep Guardiola obviously the the Champions League eluded them this season um, but the Champions League's been ridiculous as we've seen over the last week or two I think City will win the FA Cup and I do think they'll win a domestic treble for the first time it's never been done before um, they are breaking records they are history makers first team for 100 points and all the rest of it last season 198 points over two seasons is absolutely ridiculous in terms of a record um, but like I said it's a cup final and, and I've turned up to Wembley before expecting my team to get an absolute hammering and we've been either on the end of a narrow loss or we've managed to somehow score Break through and win a game. So you never know at Wembley. Sometimes strange things happen. But um, but yeah, I think most people would say that's a, yes. that's a, a bang for the city. It's over that. It's over. over. Right, so um, City fans, uh, make sure you get yourself down there. We've only got time really to wrap up and, and maybe Alex to give what you want to see happen in the summer. How many players you want to come in? Don't have to give us names. But what do you 11. Amazing. 11 players for Manchester United. For yeah, I, don't, I think we'll get five. I think we'll get five, but I, I just don't. Not really like any of that current team. I think Rashford's all right because he's played injured the last few weeks. The rest of them, I like Mike Tomine as well, and I don't mind Lindelof. The rest of them can do one. Sum up the season in pathetic, ten rubbish, useless. Got a text a minute ago, so not only have I got a parking ticket, I've lost my fantasy Premier League that I was in because I didn't have Aguero as captain, and my son <laughs> no. did, so I'm second in that. So it's the worst day. I <laughs> Niall, can from remember a neutral, how did you sum up the Premier oh, it's League? Been in 10 mad. Seconds. It's been mad. It's been mental, um, but that's why we love it. It's been so many twists and turns, roller coaster ride like it always is. Looking forward to next season already, but. Aren't we glad for a bit of a break? Football's crazy at times and uh, hopefully next season can live up to the same expectations. Indeed. Uh, these are the final words for the Manchester Football Social. We are off because uh, the summer will be able, like I say, go onto Facebook and Twitter, MCR Footy Social. Follow us on there. Uh, our flash briefings as well. Go and have a Google about what that is about. You can get your Manchester United and City updates throughout the entire summer. Uh, and thank you very much for joining us this season. It's been a wonderful season with you. So many twists and turns uh, and we'll hopefully be back next season with you. Just speaking about football, the game we all adore and love Manchester Football Social Thanks for downloading the Manchester Football Social, uh, the final Manchester Football Social podcast of the season. So another season done. Uh, good fun, that show, uh, with uh, Alex Boardman, Joe McGrath, two United good fans. Fun. Really, no. really difficult for them to, to try and praise Manchester City. At least it wasn't Liverpool that lifted the Premier League, eh? Um, of course, uh, Keep yourself subscribed to the Manchester Football Social because you never know when we might pop back up again in indeed, your inbox. Indeed, so obviously lots of football still to go um, <laughs> uh, uh, over the sort of summer. There's England games and Women's World Cup. Women's World Cup. So uh, make sure you stay subscribed and uh, you never know when we might pop back up again. But thanks to everyone who's listened to a show. Thanks to all the contributors throughout the course of the season, whether you've been on the phone, whether you've texted in, whether you've tweeted, whether you've sat here behind one of the mics and helped us do what we do. We appreciate it very, very much. So thank you so much. And hopefully we'll see you next season with these two Reds in a much better mood. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.